Hello listeners and welcome to Start Somewhere for Marie Claire with me, Sarah Vaughan. And this week, I'm so delighted to be joined by Ishita Cabra, who is the founder and CEO of Birotation. Welcome, Ashita. How are you doing today? Hey, Sarah. I'm doing well. It's the first week of February, and I'm very excited about something that we're going to launch very soon for my company, Birotation. I can't wait to hear all about it. But first, as you know, we always start with like how you got started in life because it's always so interesting to kind of find out, you know, what because I really believe that kind of people's early start in life informs what they uh, go on to do later. I guess in terms of my background, I am from Singapore, although I'm Indian, so I was born in Rajasthan in India, and I moved to the UK for university, so I've been here about 10 years now. And uh, yeah, I really think of myself as a global citizen. It's very important for me to be inclusive. Uh, and that's not just culturally, but also talking about things like socioeconomic inclusion. Um, and I guess how I really got started, um, you know, I used to work in investment management. So uh, it's kind of like investment banking, but really we're the investors who invest in these products that invest investment bankers create. Um, and, you know, I was I was an average consumer. You know, I was um, I was the one who was buying all this fashion that was marketed to me, you know, whether it's on Instagram, on TV. Uh, on the billboards. And, uh, you know, I, as a Singaporean, it's it's a well-known fact that we're shopaholics. You know, there's two things we love. We love eating food. No <laughs> yeah, exactly. You know, we, we have this road in Singapore called Orchard Road. It has 30 malls. No kidding. I know. Well, yes. You know, Sarah, <laughs> there you go. Sometimes. Yes. Exactly. So, um, so it is true. And, um, and yeah, my, um, you know, I was, I would say I was kind of similar, you know, for me, uh, fashion was one of the things that I would spend my disposable income um, on. You know, it was an investment for me, and uh, and that's when I, you know, I kind of um, realized that as an average consumer, I often didn't find myself being included in a lot of the marketing that I was seeing in modern day, um, you know, ads and and sort of you know any kind of campaigns. So that sort of made me feel a bit like an outsider to the industry that I was spending quite a lot of time and money on. Uh, but it wasn't until my honeymoon till I found my purpose. So my husband's, um, you know, my husband's British. He's not Indian. And one of the things that I really wanted to do besides our Anglo-Indian wedding was I wanted to have a honeymoon that sort of meant something to both of us. So, you know, beyond the fancy beaches and the fancy hotels and all of that. So we decided that we would go to Rajasthan in India, oh, where wow. I was born. Yeah. And I hadn't been back for about 12 or 13 years. And I still have relatives there, but, you know, we're not that close. You know, my, my first home is Singapore. Yeah. So I'd always go home to Singapore while living away from home. And, uh, and and I hadn't been back and, you know, I was planning my honeymoon and I was planning all the cool outfits I wanted to wear, you know, in the sand dunes and all of that. Um, and I turned to Instagram, you know, all those squares for ideas on what to wear. And one of the things I noticed was that a lot of women were not repeating their clothes despite spending and tagging all these expensive designers. Right. Yeah. You know, I, I think where's all, where are all these clothes going, you know? Um, and, and, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, so I've got a sister who lives in New York city and she used to be an unlimited subscriber of rent the runway. So I started thinking about I'm a huge, I was a huge fan of Rent the Runway. And I, I, I've always said, you, you need to expand. You, know, you need to grow it. Yeah. But, but, but here you come. <laughs> yeah. so, so one of the 
things, you know, obviously Rent the Runway, Unicorn, you know, $1 billion valuation. It's been around over 10 years. It's It's got such a big name across the globe, right? And then you've got Y Closet in China. In Singapore, you've got Style Theory. And all of these businesses, um, they're very regional and they also have a lot of inventory. They have a large dry cleaning facility. You know, the one, the Rent the Runways one is the largest in the world. Um, so it's a very logistics heavy business. And yeah, huge. Yeah, and I, I would almost argue that it's not really sustainable because it's promoting consumerism. It's telling you that, hey, don't care about, uh, you know, don't care about all the stuff you're, you're, you know, you're renting because you're paying a flat fee of $160. So you can rent whatever you want. Money isn't a thing. And uh, it sort of just promotes that consumeristic mindset. Yeah, and, and, and also I might add, I mean, there, there are the, uh, the um, interesting facts around dry cleaning and, and traditional dry cleaning methods, right? Yeah, exactly. So I was thinking, you know, in the UK and even wider Europe, I don't really know of a rental player that's kind of really made a dent in the market. And then I went on my honeymoon. And it wasn't until my honeymoon that I began to notice a lot of textile waste. So I knew about, you know, these articles, you know, and and, and I think, you know, uh, Extinction Rebellion was, you know, really gaining ground. This was, I think, in 2019. Uh, and I remember, was it 2019? No, 2018, November. 2018 November when I used to go to work and I used to take a bus and I would always see them in Hyde Park right mm -hmm. and I was like this is a real thing um as an average consumer they were kind of disrupting my journey to work and I was thinking about it and you know we, we've been all thinking about what we've been eating what we've been putting in our bodies what about what we're putting on our actual you know on our actual mm -hmm. skin right um and that's when I started thinking that these landfills that I know about in India and African countries you know a lot of these are being filled by all these clothes that I've bought for this honeymoon because I might not wear these items more than 10, 15 times, you know, uh, and I'm definitely not wearing them at least 30 times. I think that's the magic number that we've seen out yep, there. Sure is. <laughs> yeah. And, and that's when I start thinking about how fashion rental, uh, the one that we all know about, needs to go a step further. It can be really about borrowing from the woman in that square that I saw, you know, and she gets to make money. I get to rent it for cheap and still enjoy it. And I, you know, and the brand doesn't need to produce yet another piece of clothing that might inevitably end up in the landfill and therefore impact my own people. Because I saw a lot of textile waste in my suburban hometown, which, you know, it, it's, it's a town, so it's not a big city. Um, and, and it's not a village, so it's not that small. Mm -hmm. But I was thinking, why is there so much textile waste? You know, this isn't even just outside Delhi, you know, in sort of like Gurgaon and stuff, which everyone knows about. So I couldn't help but feel that I'm part of the problem and I'm creating harm to my own motherland and to my people from sitting there in London and buying clothes, you know, from. Yeah. 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 And, and were they burning the textile waste or was it literally just being dumped? In, it in was it? just being dumped and you were seeing pigs, you were seeing cows eating them. I mean, obviously, if, you, if anyone's been to India, you know, we do have quite a lot of animals that do roam around. And, you know, cow is sacred to us. So if you're seeing cows eating synthetic human oh. waste, I mean, that, that's a problem, right? Yeah. So, so I just felt like this is, you know, and, and that's when I started researching more. So I think April is when, you know, it's Fashion Revolution Month, week, sorry. And, you know, we also have Earth Day. And that's when I kind of started looking more into sustainable fashion. I didn't really know much about sustainable fashion. I had began to see H&M doing like a conscious line. Mm -hmm. uh, as a very average consumer, I was like, what does that mean? What, what does conscious mean? 
you know, um, but it wasn't until after the honeymoon that I actually looked into it. And I would always argue that, you know, a lot of my friends, um, you know, bankers, lawyers, professional service pe services people, not be belonging to the fashion industry, they don't really know much about sustainable fashion. You know, they've been seeing it in the press lately, but right. not something they think about. So I really wanted to find a way to make sustainable fashion appeal to the average consumer. Which is so cool. So, I mean, you know, what happened next? I mean, you come back from honeymoon with this like, like light bulb moment. What do you, I mean, what do you do next? Yeah, um, so it's funny, in the last leg of our honeymoon, we were in Jesselmere. So that's actually where the sand dunes are. And uh, I was telling my husband that I wanna, I'm, I'm gonna start planning an event. So, you know, Facebook events, that was a thing, right? So I started planning an event and asking all my friends to come over to my apartment, like a couple of weeks after we were gonna return from our honeymoon, to say that I've got an idea which revolves fashion sharing community. And I wanted to run it by them. And essentially we did this event when we came back where I told my friends that I've got this idea, I'm calling it by rotation. I just wanted rotation in the name and I was trying to think what would go along. Um, and yeah, and that was really much, really like the kind of, I guess, testing phase of it, where I was trying to find out if my friend circle and their network would be interested. And once we got a lot of positive comments from that rainy afternoon in my one bedroom apartment, um, I decided to create a beta platform. So I incorporated the company. I created a beta, so that's a test platform over the weekend. So I, I, I as you do. <laughs> well, so fun fact: I actually used to be a web designer since the age of eleven. Kind of like my secret. Wow, your your secret superpower. I love that. Wow. It, it kind of all feels like it's coming full circle because when I was younger, I was like. You know, I was like, I'm not sure, like, what's a career in, like, web design and graphic design. It wasn't that big yet, you know? And I was on neopets.com. I, I, I was earning, like, 10 US dollars for a web design layout, you know? And I thought it was so cool. Age um, 11, that's, that's, that's probably quite a Yeah, I had a PayPal account, um, and I thought it was so cool. My dad was like, what? You're, you're making money online? What's going on? Is, is this <laughs> what are you what doing? Are you selling? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. like, what are you selling? Um, but yeah, I, I wasn't sure if there was a future in that, you know, so it just kind of feels like it's coming full circle. Those, oh my goodness, I just love this entrepreneurial flair that you have as an 11 year old. Wow, that's incredible. Oh, thank you. That's so sweet. Um, but actually, I, I did run a community based business back then as well when I was very young. Um, it was a message board. <laughs> Sorry, it was a what? It was a message board, so like a forum. And it was for other web designers. And that's when I got my first taste of sort of running a community-based organization. Um, but yeah, I just kind of picked it up along the way. And so I did that over a weekend while I was still working full-time at a hedge fund, that the beta platform with Byrotation. Very mm -hmm. ugly website, just a Wix website. Um, and as soon as the traction started coming in, so, you know, we had people renting items, not just within London, but also intercity. So we saw people renting items from York to Manchester, you know, and, and sending them back. And so we got picked up by, I think, a few other press outlets, you know, National Press, Lucy Siegel, who's obviously very well respected. Amazing, and, Lucy, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's when I was kind of like, this isn't just my, the fun side hustle weekend thing, you know. Um, I start realizing that I should formalize this and take the company to the next level. 
And I guess I always wanted to know, I always wanted to found my own business. I just wasn't sure what I wanted to do. And I was, um, you know, training myself up while working for a larger firm and and being paid for it. So, uh, so eventually within six months of starting a founding by rotation, I quit on the day that our, by our app launched. So that's the app that you see today. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's so impressive. So, I mean, this really was your side hustle until you got it into a, into a place where you felt really confident it, it was going to work. That's so impressive. I mean, you know, I mean, I imagine that was involving every weekend and every evening. Yeah, so on the evenings, I would go to a lot of networking events, a lot of panels, because, you know, I, I'm not from the UK. I'm not part of the media or fashion industries. So I was kind of getting to know people and really trying to understand what this is about and try and find a name for that rotation out there. So I'd go every evening and on the weekends, you know, I think I think there was, a, there was one week uh, in April, so Fashion Revolution Week and Month, where I went to five events during the week, so... <laughs> And that's with my full-time job. But I was like, you know, I have to put myself in there to know if this is what I really want to do before I before I leave my six-year-long career. <laughs> yes. And and so to, you know, do share with us. You know, if somebody wants to to to, I mean, they've heard a bit about it, you know, what do they do? What do they need to do? So so give give us a bit of a kind of like, you know, if if I was new, you know, coming onto the site and I'm looking around and I'm kind of thinking about, you know. Do, you know, do I want to rent something? <laughs> yeah. how, how does it work? Yeah, definitely. Um, so, okay, so I should probably explain. So Biorotation is a social fashion rental app. So essentially, it's very much like Depop. Um, if people are familiar with Depop or Vestia Collective, but it's for rental. So essentially, you download the free app. So either on, you know, the App Store or Google Play, you create an account, um, username, and you can sort of start following other users that have the same style and size as you. You can rent their items or you can list your own items if you want uh, and therefore make money from your own wardrobe. And it's really nice because we've got a community of over 40,000 users across the UK. And the goal is really to end up, you know, kind of becoming like Airbnb and be global, but with local communities everywhere. So eventually one day you could rent something from someone in your neighborhood, even if you're not friends with them, but you could pay them to borrow a beautiful coat from them. So that's really the vision. Uh, and yeah, and it's free to download and free to experiment. So if anyone wants to sort of have a go at it, uh, please do. There's a lot of cool contemporary and luxury brands. And, you know, instead of buying, say, you know, like a Zara dress for 30 pounds, you could actually rent, say, a Reformation dress for 20 pounds for the weekend. Wow. <laughs> you know, which is really great because we are tr- we're trying to convince people why don't you share quality fashion that belongs to someone else um, instead of buying a lower quality or a knockoff item that you just want to wear for one, you know, one, one to five times and then throw away. Um, so that's really the vision to disrupt fast fashion. It's very, very cool. I, 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 I love it. So Nana, actually, in a sense, you get a share of something which is, 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 is better made, hopefully more sustainable and, and actually lasts longer. You yeah. know, let's let's face it you know the- and there's no guilt either because like you know sometimes you wear a dress and then you wear it out and you're like I don't like this anymore I, it doesn't look good on me you know or you change your mind or you're done with it and so what's really great is the next morning you can be like yep returning it now and I'm not returning it to the dry cleaners where it belongs to a company I'm actually returning it to a person who loves it and owns it you know um so that's what I love 
And one of the really exciting things that we've seen happen is the social aspect of it. So obviously yeah. lockdown. Yeah, with lockdown, you don't expect people to rent, although they have been renting. Um, what we've really seen is people are becoming kind of friends with each other on the platform. So they're following each other. Yeah. yeah. They're like, hey, you know, um, I'm kind of short. Um, you know, this is my height. Do you think it'll look good on me, this dress? I'd love to wear it to my friend's wedding in September. So it's really nice. Those social connections are being formed as well. Yeah, that's really, really lovely when, you know, a lot of people are finding being at home very, very difficult. And also, I think you know, being being at home requires a whole different wardrobe in some, some respect, you know, because we're all dressing a bit differently. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, she's wearing a beautiful, uh, beautiful sweatshirt, I have to say. So, so, so uh, it's absolutely stunning. Really, really lovely. And, um, and, and, and so am I, actually. You're not very relaxed, uh, casual look. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, for, for, you know, my, my entire kind of wardrobe has changed completely. And I think, you know, a lot of people are, addressing from the waist up you know yes, well. that's true. That's true. <laughs> so I think tops and and, and 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 things are doing very well and also I mean you know uh, you know unfortunately I mean some people have got fitter uh during during lockdown because they've definitely had not me and <laughs> some people dare I say it like well, myself have put on a few pounds and <laughs> and, and uh, yes are uh, uh, struggling to get into some of our clothes but anyway moving on swiftly <laughs> <laughs> you know some people are kind of nervous so I mean about about you know if they've got something that they love is is, is kind of you know allowing someone to, to you know to borrow it so I mean what what what, what you know what can you say to, to, to people like that? They're kind of like, mm, you know, this would be really cool. I can make a bit of money out of my wardrobe and that kind of stuff. You know, how, how, how do you kind of, you know, um, talk to them about like, you know, this is safe, you know, is, you, you think it's not going to disappear. It's not going to be trash, that kind of stuff. Yeah. So um, the platform, everyone on the platform has been verified by identity, phone number and email address. And the other thing we'd say is that you should look at reviews. Um, so maybe if, if someone doesn't have reviews and they want to rent your Chanel handbag, um, well, firstly, they can't actually rent it. So you need one review to rent any item above a thousand pounds and you need three reviews to rent an item above 2000 pounds. So we've gamified the app a little bit, which ensures okay. that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it, it kind of ensures that, you know, like people are committed to the community and, you know, um, building up some reputation within the community. But also the other thing we'd say, um, which I, I guess maybe, you know, it, it goes without saying is, you know, if, if there's something you're really precious about, like, you know, I don't know, your, your, you know, your partner got you a really nice handbag and you have some great memories about it. Maybe don't list it on the app if you're worried. Um, and the other thing uh, a lot of people do, which I personally do as well for high value items, I only agree to meeting in person. Uh, so recently I rented out my Gucci bag and I did tell the woman that I'd like to meet her in person uh, before she can rent it. And that was her first rental as well. Yeah. So, I mean, that, that, that feels absolutely fair enough yeah, before you part with your, your beloved bag or, 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 exactly. or something like that. But and I mean, I it's question is really, you know, as we get bigger, we do, as I mentioned, you know, we do want to have local communities everywhere. So it's so much easier to rotate, as we call it, to rotate with someone. No, I, I absolutely love it. And, and I mean, 
you know, I mean, what is it? We wear like 10% of our, our wardrobes or something like that. So the, so the other kind of 90% is, is, is literally just sitting there kind of gathering. Well, I always say I only have two arms. Like how many of my handbags can I carry at the same time, right? Um, I'm very happy for someone to enjoy them. And I think this is great because we've got quite a few people who are reselling their items. Yep. And they'll resell it on the resale platforms like Vestia or Depop. But they'll also rent it out while waiting for a sale to happen. So it might also be items that you kind of already decided you're not keeping them. Yeah, that's that's very cool. And also maybe it's a trial run to, to see if you do want to sell it. Like if you rent it to someone, you can kind of like, you know, how do I feel about that? You know, like it's no longer with me. We all have these things, you know, we're just like, hmm you know what, you know, I really love that. I actually want to keep it. You know, I, I, I've yeah. had that with a few, few of my you, things. Well, you see someone styling it and you're like, oh, that's a good way to style it. Maybe I'll try that next. I think I want my dress back, you know? Um, and equally, you're like, oh, this doesn't look good at me at, on me at all. It looks so great on her, you know? Um, so yeah, I totally agree with you. Yeah, no, totally. So, I mean, oh my God, we're having so much fun and I can't believe, I mean, like time is is is, is flying. Oh, sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I mean, th this is the kind of point at which I want to, to really ask, you know, okay, you know, what are your kind of top tips and advices to, you know, to people who are, who are listening, you know, who are interested in sustainable fashion, who are interested in kind of, you're taking the, taking the plunge. So, so what would you say to them? Yeah, I think the easiest way to really start is to buy less. Um, and I really found myself able to do that as, as an ex-shopaholic, honestly. Um, and the way that I've really done that is by, you know, really investing in only high quality pieces. Uh, I know it sounds cheesy and I know everyone's saying the same thing, but trust me, it really works. Um, if you only invest in high quality pieces, you'll probably have lesser disposable income to buy things every every month, you know, like a few items every month. And the other thing that I've really found myself doing, uh, and that is, again, one of my New Year's resolutions, um, is to rotate more. So, you know, every time I see trendy items, you know, maybe on the gram, everyone's wearing PJs with feathers on them or whatever. Um, and, you know, I, I've realized that I'd rather just rent it, borrow it from someone else, rather than buy it because it might not really be my actual style you know so mm -hmm. that's that's how, that's my approach to it and that's I feel it's the easiest way to kind of dabble into conscious consumerism without sort of being like an eco-warrior who's always talking about it and and you know telling all their friends to change um so I think I personally think it's the most approachable way um it's to just sort of start being a bit more mindful no one's really asking you to change your your preferences and tastes uh, we're just saying buy less, buy better and share more or rotate more. Sorry. Yeah, I love that. Um, and I think it's it, it, it's so true. I mean, you know, fashion is something to be enjoyed. You know, it, 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 it's, it's got some remarkable things about it. I mean, you know, it, it, it can really define your identity. It also provides a lot of people who need it with jobs in the world. Yeah. So you know, what we don't want to do is 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 you know, destroy the fashion industry, just pivot <laughs> in, yeah. in, in a kind of massive way where we're really thinking about kind of the way we consume more mindfully and, 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 and use the landfill being eaten by sacred cows, you know. I think what I've really found is, um, you know, the industry, I, I found it to be quite traditional. I, I feel like it's, it's 
it's you know even in terms of like technology it's it's so much more behind there's no regulatory body that um, any of these companies really have to uh, kind of abide by so what i've really found is that you know part of the fashions industry when it comes to, you know part of the problem of pollution from the fashion industry i feel like it comes from all the production but and also the consumption but we never talk about the consumption we always talk about production we always kind of blame the fast fashion companies and you know, the, the luxury companies for burning their products. But we never really talk about how consumption's a problem. And that's that's the way that, that's the angle that I'm solving um, yeah. issue, you know, and I'm doing it as a very average consumer because I want everyone to realize it, we don't need to be eco-warriors to start changing our habits um, of how we enjoy new fashion. Right, and, and, and it can be enjoyable. You know, I, I'm very passionate about this, living a sustainable lifestyle. Is really enjoyable. Yeah, <laughs> you know, exactly. it's, it's fun, you know, and and you still have, you know, when you rent or, or rotate your clothes. I mean, you still have the adrenaline hit, probably even more so because yeah. you know, yes, you know, I scored the handbag, the Gucci handbag, or yeah. or oh yes, you know, someone rented this piece of clothing for me, and it and it just seems like such a win-win smart thing to do I mean like also you kind of like build a relationship and that's kind of nice like the feeling of oh someone likes my clothes they like my style you know um, so yeah I totally agree with you on that and yeah I think um I think it's really about engaging the average consumer because you know when I used to go to a lot of these sustainable sustainability sort of events I noticed that it was kind of an echo chamber you know, like we get it. We all get it. That's why we showed up to the event, to the panel. You know, uh, we paid our ticket and all of that. But I think what really needs to there needs to be solutions that regular people are willing to experiment and try out. Yeah, and and those solutions need to be fun, mm-hmm. and they need to exactly. be affordable, and, yeah. and, 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 and 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 social. You know, <laughs> and, and 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 that's you know where I think you've kind of hit the nail on the, on on the head. You know that. You know, no one wants to be told that they're wrong or bad, you know, and, and, and you know, this is something you can have fun with and be inspired into and, and make money. I mean, my God, yeah, <laughs> that's, exactly. that's so cool, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it's meant to appeal to the pragmatic side of everyone. Yeah. And, and without making us, you know, without us telling you to wear hemp clothing or whatever, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And, and look, let's face it, I mean, people want to look good. Yeah. I mean... You know, I mean, you know, even if you are a Rico warrior, you want to look good. I mean, you know, I, I mean, you know, I mean, you know, and, and, and that's fabulous. I mean, everyone is very unique. And I, and I think this, this enables people to really explore their own style, you know, what really suits them in a, in a really cool and kind of inexpensive way. And, and, and I think that's absolutely wonderful. So I, I, I'm, you know, it's wonderful what you're doing. So do please, before you go, remind everybody how to, how to find by rotation, um, you know, what the website is, what the app is. Sure. Yeah. Thank you very much, Sarah. Um, so you can find us at byrotation.com. That's B-Y, not B-U-Y. Do not buy. <laughs> and uh, we're also on the App Store and Google Play for free. So do download the app, you know, check it out. Uh, it doesn't cost anything. And uh, we're also on Instagram, so that's at ByRotationOfficial. Uh, and yeah, we'd love to see you and welcome you as part of our community of rotators. What a fabulous invitation. Ishita, thank you so much for joining me. It's been such a pleasure talking to you. Thank you again, Sarah.